So just so our audience will know, today is Jason's birthday. He's 50 years old today. And you didn't uh, know that until Kay told you, right? That's right. Okay. I heard heard about it through the grapevine. You got a son that's 50. You got one that I said, how old is Al? Al, how old are you? 54. 54. So here we all are. I'm 73. They've turned into old men like myself here before Cat could lick his tail. <laughs> to show you and our audience, some of you are sitting out there and you're saying, yeah, yeah, they're, they got Bibles in front of them. I mean, that stuff is outdated. I mean, the Bible doesn't have all the answers. And these guys done got 50, 60, 70 years old, and they're still dependent on it. I don't know if anybody's saying that or I don't not, know, but I just think it's well, that long. That's right. So here's what you got. You got the Apostle Peter. He said, all men are like grass, which is not saying much for mankind. They're like grass. All their glory is like the flowers of the field. They come up and they fall down and fade away. But then he says this, the word of the Lord lasts forever. Therefore, for all you listeners out there, you looked around and one day and you said, what in the world happened? We uh, In America, you have these two parties going at each other's throat. One, us, they say, right-wingers, right-wingers, they far right, far right. And then they say, left-wingers, left-wingers, far left. Here's a Bible text because y'all say this is outdated. Let's see. Let's see how outdated the Bible is. Where you at? I'm 1,000 years right at it before Jesus, and that's 2019. So about 977 B.C. No, I was wondering what book you're in. I'm in Ecclesiastes chapter 10. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. So let's see if this is pertinent today for our listeners. The heart of the wise inclines to the right. Well, what do you know? (laughs) But the heart of the fool to the left. I'm like, so you got wise people on the right and fools on the left. Even as he walks along the road, the people on the left, the fools. This is biblically. Don't blame me. Blame the Almighty who wrote it. Even as he walks along the road, the left winger, the fool accents and shows everyone how stupid he is. Where is this at? <laughs> I've never That'd be read Ecclesiastes that. chapter 10, 1 through 3. 10, 1 through 3. Put that in your pipe and smoke it and start hollering at me. You're on the wrong side of this thing. I said, not according to the wisest man who ever lived. Solomon said that on behalf of God. Suck it up. What in the world does that mean? The I heart of the wise inclined. The heart of the wise inclines to the right. Do people say you're on the right or left of this thing, Jace? Be honest. Which side do they say you're on, right or left? Be honest. Well, they say right, but... Okay, keep reading. <laughs> Even as he walks along the road, the fool lacks sense and shows everyone how stupid he is. That's what it said. Phil, I tell you, I thought I had read this cover to cover. I missed Ecclesiastes 10. Well, thanks for the most bizarre... <laughs> Disturbing yet comical. You, you, my. There's three of my sons here, ever coming down from the oldest on down 
just remember when you hit 50, there is a certain amount of wisdom that you should have by that time. But always remember, a little more, Jace, will come your way when you hit the 70s. Don't forget that. You know what stood out on this verse? This first verse, it says, as dead flies give perfume a bad smell. It's kind of of an odd open. I don't know. But don't you use like Victoria's Secret perfume for mosquitoes? Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes? Not really the the noceums. Not so much mosquitoes. Is this where you got the idea of it or no? No, I didn't. told you that? Someone told me, and I said, if I try, some redneck said, if you'll put that Victoria's Secret on your body, the blood-sucking gnats will no longer suck your blood. How would a redneck Well, one year it was really bad, these these noceums. I looked in the dictionary. Look up the word. It's one word. No, three words. Well, how do you even spell that? No, it's got no dash, C-S-E-E, dash, U-M, noceum. Oh. So I looked it up in the dictionary, That's and blood? lo and behold, it's official. No seal was there. Blood sucking gnats in the, you know. Well, I know what the gnats are. So, so I tried it, but I told the person who told me that I had a bottle of women's perfume in my hand, and I told him, I said, I'm going to try this, but you never tell anybody well, I'm putting think- women's <laughs> perfume on my body. Don't, te- don't get that out. Well, we pretty much we- unleashed that. Yeah. So, Will, welcome to the Unashamed Podcast. There, there you go. Man, That's- I'm so confused. <laughs> I, I, am I thought too. it was a birthday celebration. Phil's the only guy I know who can get angry on a birthday celebration. I wasn't angry. Like I was ha- just being... It's not his birthday. He's not angry t- because he's yeah. old. He's I'm- angry at one of his children's birthday <laughs> And we went right into rotten smell, flies, Dead left, run. right, political. Best cold open ever. Just yelling and screaming, and I showed up thinking it was going to be a celebratory birthday podcast. Well, welcome to Out of Shame. This God. is, a, this is a, just in a little enlightening so happy conversation. Birthday. Yay. Happy 50. So uh, glad you're on the right side wow. of this thing. For, for, for our uh, unashamed audience, of course, this is brother number three, the famous boss hog, uh, Willie. And uh, first time on our podcast, welcome, Willie. We're glad that you're here. I usually have an Thank opinion for- on every biblical question. I, I had Phil read that. I had nothing. <laughs> Thank you for easing me into the podcast like you were slipping into a warm bath. Actually, Kellett showed me that verse. Ah, and I said, ah. well, what do you know? And he Mike laughed. He, he grinned when he showed he me that made verse. A joke. He was trying to be comical. Because I, mean, I don't really know what that means. I'll have to go back and look. Uh, Solomon was, was going through a troubled time during Ecclesiastes, so be interested to I mean, yeah, it, does, it, just, has some it wild says stuff the it. heart of the wise inclines to the right, but the heart of the fool to the left. Why is why has no one in the political world ever never found know, that one? They don't know yeah. the Bible. I don't know the, Look, the Bible. I guarantee you this: <laughs> after you read that today, somebody will make a political. Ad. I will I'm see predicting. that. There will be a political ad quoting 2020, Ecclesiastes. Twenty twenty. We'll the scary, the, the scary part is here's a guy on planet earth at 73 years old and listening to all the people that badmouth the Bible. And that's why I mentioned outdated does not apply. It's a modern culture. Now where in the world would you ever think? And look, that's as clear a picture as you ever going to see. Phil, you say, I don't think he's even, talking about that. 
I, I'm just I hate to burst the it just happened to bubble, fit it just happened to fit like a glove on its own <laughs> it did but okay that may I'm just be, trying uh, to think of Trump quoting that an ecclesian ten ecclesian no help here how do you say that one of those old books <laughs> I hate to get in politics President Trump will love to hear what I just he said Ecclesiastes, I guarantee you. Last that. night, Buddha said, <laughs> I, I try to stay away from politics, but y'all lured me in. Mm-hmm. But last night, I happened to see that at that rally. I'm, I'm, I don't know if y'all saw this. So he has protesters. Did you see this last night? I, there, there's, oh, he's speaking poker in, in Pennsylvania. Well, I saw the news clip of it. And uh, there's a group of protesters, you know. So one of them has a sign, what, what Trump didn't know, because this is like he's telling the story this morning on Fox and Friends. A guy has a sign that, you know, is is like protesting Trump. What Trump didn't know is that guy had taken that he was a Trump supporter and he had taken away from the protester. But when Trump looked up, he just saw the sign and he's like, Hey dude, lose some weight. That guy needs to lose some weight. But, <laughs> and it was a supporter. He was a supporter. So they interviewed him and said, Well, how did you feel about that? You know, when he said that, he's like, oh, I do need to lose some weight. I love that man. I love what he said. Since he Dude. said it, I'm going on a diet. But he said, but since that time, they've contacted me. And uh, so it's all good. And sent him a plethora of cheeseburgers and <laughs> Kentucky fried chicken. Well, I it was funny. I'm like, gift cards yeah, it's like, I don't I like it, bro. I don't like it when, you know, Trump <laughs> makes it personal and he didn't. He was actually a supporter. He had taken the sign out. I thought, serves you right. Just... So uh, we got a lot of comments uh, last time we talked about, uh, Dad, we explained to you what a VPN was, a virtual private network, because yeah. you, you weren't really aware. Never heard of it. Yeah, that. right. So we, we explained that before, uh, but we want to mention again our friends that uh, express VPN uh, uh, about what they do with their virtual private network. We tried to explain it to Dad that it was like you know someone lurking in your window. Yeah, remember the windows. Yeah, trying to figure out what they can steal. That's sort of this in the in the internet world, as you call you it. You have windows. You have windows that people and they come in and they hack your stuff and they 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 take your information and then they you hear all this time about hacking. They take your information, they sell it to somebody else. So so what VPN? There's no virtual dogs for right. protection. Not in the computer world. So just think if you had your house and you didn't have dogs or any kind of security. There's no virtual, you know. Uh, just from AR. what I'm hearing y'all say, it becomes abundantly clear that when I looked up the definition for common sense the other day, it said good, ordinary sense, mm-hmm. sound judgment. And the world, based on what you just said about the windows, the world has sort of uh, lost that. Exactly. So, common sense. Perfect. Perfect segue, Phil. It's it's common sense to pick up Express VPN. That way, you protect yourself, you protect your IPs, you protect yep. all these different things that are there. Uh, sometimes it seems complicated. It's really not. It's software that you get. It's what I use to be able to protect my information. Uh, so we want to uh, tell you that you can protect your online activity today. Find out how to get three months free. ExpressVPN.com slash Phil. That's how you're going to get it. So they would free. be like the virtual guard dogs. They do the barking and the biting. And and, you, and they have the AR as the uh, ultimate uh, backup. Yeah, I know you, you two are my sons, 
But uh, if everyone, if they were like me, I don't have a cell phone or well, a that's computer. ideal. Yeah, but but there's not many so they like can't look through the window at me because I don't have these devices. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's ultimately the best. But I don't know whether that's going to catch on or not. No, no, that's you and 12 other people in America. So for everybody else, expressvpn.com slash Phil, three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Phil to learn more about how to protect your identity, how to protect your IP, and the things that matter to you. That is wild. It is. So, Jace, this is today is your 50th birthday. Here's the deal. My wife, here's what she gets me. She gets me a card. First of all, I read it, and it's like there was a bunch of ducks, like cartoon ducks, like a bunch of them, on the front of the cover. It didn't say anything. So I opened it, and it said, I mean, it had a few, you know, things I'm not going to divulge for later activities. (laughs) But it's <laughs> at 50s. how big was the package? <laughs> so look, she says at fifty you were still have sexual innuendo, yeah. so that's good. So it says you look like a million ducks, and I thought, hmm. is that a compliment? Because she didn't, you know what I mean? A million ducks to me. Did the card say that, or awesome. she wrote that? No, the card said that. Oh, okay. She found that card that oh. said that. That's why she bought it. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> no. about what I, I didn't know if that was a compliment or not. To a hardcore duck hunter, she would say he would like that. Yeah, That'd be she good. did an idea. So look, guess what my present is? You're going to kick out of this. It's a copper back brace. <laughs> a copper yeah. back brace. That I actually put on. Oh, From 1422. <laughs> no, no, no. A breastplate. <laughs> no, it's a copper back brace. Because my back is, I can't play golf because my back's hurt. I mean, I, I feel great. It came with I a swing. complimentary eye patch. <laughs> so I thought, because I told her, she said, what do you want for your birthday? I was like, I need something for my back because I'm telling you, it's killing me. I can't play golf. So I thought that was, you know, that was kind of weird. But that doesn't go, that doesn't so. pair well with the sexual stuff either. So <laughs> you're getting a copper back brace and also some other things for some other sexual like later isn't. this year. <laughs> Just telling you what and happened. That was awesome. You know, uh, that's, you know, that's what happened. So I said all that to say this. Here's what, here's my observations of 50. Cause I had this theory and I wanted to test it. So this week I give myself a haircut and Y'all haven't said a word. I've been here. Well, we've been here 20 minutes. Y'all hadn't said a word. About your haircut? I saw you last night. It looks the exact same. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Now, look, get this. I go in there, and I cut, and I measured it because I wanted to prove the theory. I cut six inches of length. Pretty good. Off my hair. I mean, it took 15 seconds. I grabbed my hair on one side, and I pulled down. I thought, about this far. So you cut your own hair. Cut my own hair. And look, no one noticed, even my wife. So I came in, look, I took my hat off, and I did this. Because it's it's noticeably different. And I said, no, it's notice not. anything different? <laughs> no. And she said, no. I said, I cut half my hair off. She went, oh, you did cut off your hair. I said, go in there, look in the bathroom. Trash. You know, there's a pile of hair this big around. No one noticed. So you know what that told me? All these people in the real civilized yuppie world, they're spending all this time 
on this intentional look that they're shaving, they're cutting the hair. You know what I realized? When you get about 50, no one cares. No one cares. Save yourself time and money. So you will know, Jace, you just hit 50. Great. (laughs) But remember this. When I hit 55, Red and I, the local redneck, were in the woods with chainsaws and such. And I looked at him and I said, Red, up until 55. But when I hit 55, I told the redneck when he said, when you get up there, we were talking about climbing this tree. Uh oh. I said for the first time in my life on the earth, I looked up at that big bull oak and I said, Red, I've made a decision. I'm no longer going to climb trees. <laughs> so I got five. He more said, years. "How old are you?" I said, "55." I said, "Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm not up to it." Well, that's he, why he I, climbed it. He was about 35, so he climbed the tree, and I haven't climbed a tree since. No, that's One why time I told I was, the back brace story because I was yeah. saying I really wanted. That's that. my point. Mm. That, that's my point. Your yeah. back left you at 50. I quit climbing trees at 55. We get a little years on us, Jay. Well, hey, but how did you hurt? You ain't been working. How'd you hurt your back? <laughs> Playing golf. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a, it's a like golf he, he ain't climbing trees, boy. All he's doing <laughs> is looking at the stock market saying, ooh, my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get off the couch and out in front of the computer, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the, the copper. This is like a turn into a roast today. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Well, I'd be upset if it wasn't. Well, my wife, <laughs> well, she's already got me all emotional. With, yeah, you know. tell about this. So when we show up well, that, at the Unashamed Command Center expecting to do our podcast today, we're all surprised. In fact, Willie's looking around like, what is this? What's happening? Because your wife had a surprise. So, t- yeah, t- t- so t- t- I pull up and she had, I guess, her vehicle hit because I didn't even see it. She must have hit it out yeah. back, yeah. So I walk in. Well, here's my, here's Missy sitting there. My son Cole, our I guess adopted daughter Karina, and I'm like, I was just shocked because I was thinking, you know, you don't stumble up on your place. So <laughs> it's a 45 yeah, minute drive. Make, you, you're coming here on purpose. You leave civilization, and I'm like, what is going on? So she gets the computer out, and she's like. I want you to watch this video, which is kind of weird. You know, there's cameras around. Now it's a video. You know, women can be. But it was actually really good. She picked, I guess it was five of them. About five, yeah. Five guys that I brought to the Lord 25 years ago. And one of them was my best friend from high school, Blake. Some of them almost 30. uh, Yeah. And she got Kevin McIntyre. Well, two of them, they don't even live here. I haven't seen them in a few months. And uh, that Macintosh story really got to me because I'd never seen him be emotional, and I shared Jesus with him by accident. I mean, we were—he didn't want anything to do with. It. The only time I'd met him, he had offered me a drink, and when I said no, he like made fun of me. And then I—he just happens to go to the to another house, come in, went into the other room. When we asked him to sit in on the study, he said no, and uh, he overheard us sharing about Jesus. And literally that night, I was walking out, and he said, "I, where are you going?" I said, "I'm, I'm, I'm going to meet. We're going to church. I'm meeting with a brother or sister Wednesday night." And he said, "I'll be coming with you." That's exactly what he said, and I, I just thought, "Why?" And then he basically shared Jesus back to me, and he said, "I want you to baptize me." I said, "All right," and you know that guy never wait. I mean, it's what's this? 
25 years ago. At least. That yeah. guy never wavered, you know. And heard it secondhand in, the, in a room. And I thought about Jimbo, you know, the first guy that was on the on there. You know, we shared Jesus with him. They all leave. And he, my phone rang at 3 o'clock in the morning. And he's like, he, he's, I mean, I, the guy's like, I'm, I mean, but he didn't respond favorably at the time. Left, said, no, nah, I'm out. 3 o'clock in the morning, called back. So what's ironic to me about your those guys, <clears throat> they're your friends, but you led them to Christ, but then they were all our friends. Like, you know, the whole time we were like playing softball and you guys were, you know, in your 20s. And so they, you know, we lived in a, we had a house. We, we rented this big house in town. And, and at that time I was working with college age students, which was most of your friends. And Willie lived with us for at least a year, I will. Mm-hmm. That was when you and Corey were dating. Sublet it. Yeah, and that's right. It, it, was, it was rent. I it was throwing some cash in there, too. <laughs> it was probably about $75 a month. Will was chipping in. But he. Uh, but then we also, three of those guys, I don't know if you know this, just three of those guys that were on the video lived with us at some point I mean, during that two it's years. It's all a blur. Because when Will left, Will left, and, and he and Corey got married, and they went to Harding. And so McIntosh moved in your old room. Oh, you know, here Blake. was McIntosh. He just lost his mom. You know, oh, I didn't yeah, know was, all that until yeah. I got to know him. I mean, he was just rough situation, y'all. He was drinking way too much. I mean, he just lost his mom. And uh, and he was kind of bit mad and bitter at the world. And then he just accidentally hears Jesus. And that's where he put all his bitterness and grief and mm. he just put it into Jesus you know and it, it completely transformed his life you read that Ecclesiastes 10 I think is a joke but I just thought of that Ecclesiastes that was no joke I was joking that you were joking that which was, is, makes no, it funny that was you know, old right, yeah, I read Ecclesiastes it's a joke the heart the heart that's the mind of the wise inclines to the right but the heart of the fool to the left. It's one of the simple. funniest things you've ever divulged. Yeah. Look, chapter I'm not 12. About Jace, he's not talking about European driving. He's talking about American politics. Ecclesiastes 12 says, Remember your creator in the days of your youth before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you say, I find no pleasure in them. My point is, I'm really... At this stage of my life, I'm trying to get young people excited for Jesus because when I was young and I was excited for Jesus, which was a rare thing, yep. people are more open when they're young, in my opinion, to responding to Jesus. You know, you're at that stage of your life, and I, I'm basing that on Ecclesiastes 12. And what will happen is if you people start coming to the Lord, it literally becomes contagious. But, yep. you know, once you get about 50, you know. Just think about it. It's hard to convince you of anything. That's correct. Would you agree? That's correct. Okay. The older you get. But there is something to be said about if you take our school system currently, and when they remove God back about the eyes, about a sophomore or junior in high school. So beginning from about the early 60s, there has been no God in the school system, Al, for about uh, 60 years. Right. Well, I, I can tell. Yeah. I can tell yeah. there's been no God there. I'm just looking at it logically and realistically. I'm like, man. So once the indoctrination sets in, when you're young, well, when you churn them out and they come out 25 or 30 years old, you say, 
You know, though even Plato, the great Greek philosopher, he's the one that said, be careful to monitor who teaches the children. Yeah. Well, you know, it's but interesting, Dad, because I was just in California this week. So I'm sitting, there's a bunch of people sitting around a table, and I'm sitting in between these, and everybody here are conservative people. And of course, out in California, they have to gather together because like, they're the super minority. Yeah, literally. Right. So we're having a conversation about politics, which they couldn't have normally in California. It's just kind of, you know, a tough place if you're, if you're conservative. But this woman on my left is a Buddhist and hippie, former hippie. And she's your age. She was 73. And then the guy over here was about 70. And he was a, a you know, anti-war protester back in Vietnam. So they're telling me their stories of being radicals in the 60s. And it was yep. interesting to me because they said the same thing you say. They both said it was our generation that started the current, you know, what you see now. And so they were your age. It was the same thing. But they came out from different angles. But it was funny. It was that same thing you always say. It was they were like, we look at it now. And, of course, they both said we became served when we, when we had kids. And, like, all of a sudden our lives were like, it didn't make any sense to – you know, pay taxes and yep. uh, out the roof and all that. So this kind of moved to that place, but here they were in California, but they were saying this exact same thing you say. Yep. Your generation. But you think about when you take God out of the schools, you took those principles out of there. You know, I told you I spoke at a community event in Indiana and they told me not to, you know, bring up God because they were like, we want to, we don't want to offend anybody or whatever. And so, well, they said the Bible, which was a perfect thing because so, I've talked about the author and because uh, I was like, we're honoring our uh, first responders and our military and all that. But and, but all these people and our firemen, policemen, they were doing dangerous jobs. So I, I said, like, I'd like to introduce you to Jesus. And I got to the resurrection because I was saying if I was in this line of work, I would at least want to consider an alternative to living again. Yeah. But at the end, and I talked about all these guys and, and ladies that go into these places when they go into a burning house, they don't check, you know, their belief system. They're they're actually displaying an unselfish, mm. unprejudiced love. They're there to save, and they don't care what you believe or what you look like. And so I quoted 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, without saying it was in the Bible. And I said, you're displaying an unselfish love, a love that is, and I, I quoted it, is patient, is kind, is not envious, it doesn't boast, it's not proud, it's not rude, it's not self-seeking, it doesn't keep a record of wrongs, it doesn't delight in evil, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, which is what all these people do for our country True. and for people. And so what was amazing is several people after the event they said, where did you read that poem? Where, where was that poem? And I said, what? what? You know, I, I, I didn't know what they were talking about. And they said, about love. And I was like, that's in the Bible. And they're like, that's in the Bible? And it struck me when you said that about our school system. You know, when, you, when they took God out and they wanted to separate that, you also took something like that out. I sure. mean, who doesn't want to embrace that? Even in our culture, we want these things. People just say, well, we don't want it because it's in the Bible. But when you hear that, you're like, that's the most beautiful. That should be a foundational study in all schools. Jason, just took, have love. It took two weeks for the news media to figure out when the guy said that I believe perversion was a sin. 
And I quoted the text, 1 Corinthians 6. Well, right. They didn't know you were quoting the verse. They, I will defend you on that because I was sitting there when yeah, you did it. Yeah. But he didn't know that was in the Bible. No, no one knew, knew this was in the Bible. I said, well, if they keep hollering long enough and bad mouth me enough, somebody will finally, finally say, he they just, finally he just fig- quoted the Bible verse. Yeah, they finally figured it out. Yeah. So, Willie, you're uh, you're our guest uh, on the uh, Unashamed podcast, and I couldn't help but think, especially it being Jason's birthday. You know, we're at the we're at the top of the hill here where we do our podcast. In fact, you used this used to be your place, formerly my place, formerly your yeah. place, and you and you, you formerly my here? bedroom. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. No, yeah. it was a extra place it was an extra place but he's got a lot of extra places now (laughs) so he uh, i think he gets i think he conferred with his mother because she says we're gonna buy the place on the hill and i'm like do what yeah. Said, yeah. Well, technically, Willie and I made a deal or something. So what? What? what, what, what technically, it. I don't want to <laughs> expose my good deeds, but technically, I gave you this place. He traded. Did you? Yeah. He well, traded. No, no, I gave them the and place. Here and here I they am donated. in the dark, not even knowing whether any money changed <laughs> hands or not. Any, Can you believe that? The John? money that was given for this place was given to charity. So technically, I didn't get any really? money, and you got the tax. Did you ever lose like a silver ring? I was metal detecting back here, and I found a silver ring. On this property. Chase, I'm not a silver ring kind of guy. He's <laughs> that one on your well, I didn't know you owned I'm not a silver ring. I was just being honest. I found a silver ring in the backyard. Very nice. Looks very old. So in today's world, you never quite know um, when you may be up against it. You know, there's everything, every fear out there, some rational, some irrational, from the zombie apocalypse to a potential civil war. Because Burn the, the grid up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what are the EP? Uh, what do they call it? The the media you know, rights. Yeah, the something you know, the pulse that goes out and oh, yeah. kills all the electricity. So you never know. I mean, some of these are, like I said, a little bit irrational. Some are very rational because you worry about them. Um, so our our uh, Patriot Pantry Supply Group, my Patriot Supply, what they've decided is that look, if you're going to be hunkered down somewhere or in a bunker, you need you need food. Well, yeah, you need food. You know, to be able to make it. And so these guys, what they provide is basically these uh, MRE-type meals. Let's see here. We got some homemade potato soup. What you got there? That would be, this is uh, Patriot Pantry. We're talking chocolate pudding here. Last up to how long, they say? 25 years? Uh, Yeah, 25 years in storage. Well, uh, 25 years? 25 years. How did they figure that out? I don't know, because they're very smart people. I did see a guy eat a pickle that was 11 years old. Yeah, and it wasn't it, even green. How did it turn out for him? Fine. Yeah, no problem. But he was some kind of bio. So I guess these people have figured out, you know. So well, they, it, yeah. if push came to shove and you really were down and out, this would come in. It, it wouldn't be a luxury. It would be survival. That's right. Well, and if you combine that with uh, with us and our family with what we could hunt, but you put this with it for the, you know, you got you some good sides and whatnot. My Patriot Supply, they've revolutionized preparedness with industry-leading line of food storage, water filtration, and other products that some of us may need at some point. Right now, you can save 100 bucks on a four-week emergency food. So you look at one of these little get-ups right here. That's four weeks' worth of food. In deference to them, yeah. it's a food supply in case something went down. So what I wear, that'll never Look. happen. I never thought I would be armed, have, have to be armed, to go around and tell people about Jesus. At church. But at church. Look, this is pancakes. So not only do you survive, 
You, you survive well. well. That's right. And You're it serves well. up to 10. Excellent. Yep. Absolutely. So don't ignore the writing on the wall. Give yourself some peace of mind. Save 100 bucks on this special website, preparewithphil.com. Preparewithphil.com today. Preparewithphil.com. That's how you're going to get the savings of 100 bucks on a four-week supply. And Man, these guys are just trying to take care of us. Yep. I love it. So anyway, my point is that so we're kind of at the top of the hill mm-hmm. that comes into. We're not kind of. We're at we're the this top is of the, the There you go. This the is the highest point. Hill. The, the tallest highest point, point in this parish. Is exactly. Right, where it's we're right sitting. here. It's this right circle is 40 foot. 50 oh, yeah. maybe. So Way up there. it overlooks the seven acres that basically we, uh, and you guys more than me, because I was a little bit older, we roamed the seven <laughs> acres. So, so I wanted just for the audience's sake to to talk a little bit about what that was like from y'all's perspective because when it's funny with Jason Willie on the show Duck Dynasty, there's sort of a an adversarial relationship oh, that's put forward, yeah. and I wanted to know how much truth there is to that versus kind of how when y'all grew up. So, so I, here's why I thought we'd do it. So, so I want to hear Willie, you tell what what your perception of the way Jace was right. growing up, and then vice versa. You tell me what what you thought of Willie growing up. What was your thought process about him? So we'll start. Yeah, with you, this Willie. was uh, <clears throat> growing up. This was this was the hill. So this is you know there were it was a strategic location in many ways. Lots of things happened. We climbed just over there towards the river where the bluffs and there were there's pine roots hanging off. So we used to just scale them all the way down. I, no one ever fell in the river, which is amazing. But yeah. we would scale the side of that uh, bank. We played football. We had one field mm-hmm. up here in the back. This hill was where usually when I would. My my mode of attack, especially on Jace. Jace was the meanest person. Oh man, he's the kid you don't want stuck down at the end of a dead end road on a river with nowhere else to go because he just came out in anger and pain constantly. So what I, at a young age, becoming what was going to be the future CEO, the only way I knew I could hang was to attack, usually by projectile throwing something, <laughs> and then just trust my feet and run as fast as I can. When you hit the hill, everybody slowed down. It was uh, kind of, in the modern, but it's kind of a RPG approach, right? You uh, just launch and run. You launch? Yeah, i never forget. He threw me out of Phil's chair. Phil was not at home. He, fl- he threw me out of his recliner, and Jay sat there all big and said, now I'm the king of this house. <laughs> So I retreated. I got one 16-gauge shotgun shell. I leaned out from the door. I said, hey, King, and threw it as hard as I can, hit him right in the forehead with the full shotgun shell, and then off to the races. Now, that one he caught me. I met to the top of the hill before he caught me, and uh, I got my retribution. Uh, John Gimbar, cousin, cut all my baseball cards up in a moment of rage. I caught him halfway up the hill. It was dirt at the time. And I'd heard this story about Phil shoving gravel down a guy's mouth when he was in his heathen days. And I attempted that same thing. So John got a mouthful of gravel. On really, the a lot of this stuff, I have, I was not privy yeah. to a lot of this yeah, stuff. Was going on. Going on. Yeah. I, didn't I was realize. the youngest. And I, Jace was the mid. Now, Al, I don't ever remember having a fight with Al, but Al would like getting them started. That's right. He would get it started. 
then I would throw something, and then I would run, and the fight, the I fight was would kind of the, uh, the what do you call those? The the marionette. You know, I was the one kind of controlling Don the, King. I was controlling the strings of what was happening on the lower it level. It just doesn't but, sound like repentant children. <laughs> No, well, and Phil, we were just trying to survive. So yeah. that was, but I do remember when I thought I got to a certain point, I thought I can take him. I was about 16. I thought I can take him. Jockeyed in there, realized, no, I ain't there yet. So and through so, it all, Al, how is it that all three of you with childhoods, that's a little microcosm of the way it was, I guess. Well, that was the so, negative side. There yeah, some so, so all three of you have, are ended up followers of Jesus, Bible men. I mean, y'all go out to preach the gospel. We've converted thousands, the family group. So how did all y'all end up this well, godly well, we with lovers, that kind of background? We were lovers of Jesus then. We were just very violent with each other. Well, I think a lot of though is y'all's, your child rearing skills you know you you had felt you were not a nice person pretty much when i when i was eight when elvis died which was painful yeah. because it was my it's birthday. On your birthday yeah really my birthday and so literally for the next 10 years it was a depressing day for everybody how old were you jace when i finally repented and turned to like God? six or seven six but, or seven and the first couple of yeah, years were six. bumpy yeah, and uh, so I think a lot of that because you know we were you know we came from that barn we scared and issues. Yeah. Well, we were just I mean was, we weren't we were just kind of tough. I mean we fought and we, we were had to kids. Food was an issue. We wanted more food. I was kind of mad that I remember most, you know, most so. of my young young life being hungry. Yeah, That's what I remember just well, right. so we You're, licked our food. I hid food. You know there was a food issue. Phil, I mean, we didn't have enough food. Really. <laughs> And it makes you angry, you know what I mean? Because they, Phil, y'all, but, but I'll tell you the maddest, there's nowhere to get food down here. I mean, no. other than catch it, which then there's a process. That's why I, you're, I'm a good hunter. Quick food, I, I, I literally. Tough. I remember so getting catching so it mad. or killing it to, in order to get it here. Y'all were thinking more in line of supermarkets and. No, I was thinking. You know why well, is yeah, this a I mean, rule? Where you had y'all had that rule where the adults get the first choice and all yep. and the kids get the second get well, a lot left. of times there wasn't much left yep. and it made me angry you know because yeah. yeah, like, you've I'm, never eaten a chicken neck yeah <laughs> yeah that's what you get when you're my age or a back that's why yeah. i don't eat i don't eat backs <laughs> necks, or thighs now because when i was a kid that's all i got yeah i got burned out i don't eat mayonnaise you know why because this is what it tastes like you were a little ahead of the curve because you gotta remember in my day as a child the the mall would give one little line. She would say, "Remember," and all the kids are standing there. Seven of us. We're all standing there, you know, young. And she would say, "Children at the dinner table. Children are to be seen and not heard. You were not allowed when you ate dinner, supper, breakfast, whatever. The young, the children were not allowed to speak." You ate yeah. in silence, and the old people talked. Yeah, and, that's just dumb. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, the society, Jace, was far better then than it is now. Well, by the time I it— don't know. The, I discipline, don't know. boy, discipline. By the time it came it's along to far. us, Grant and Paul were still there, yep. and they were a lot looser then because we were allowed to be a part of that but discussion. we didn't say much. I mean, there was we a didn't lot say of no. chat. I think it was more just— I'm, What I'm saying is, like, when Kay's like, oh, here's your, here's your lunch, and it's a mayonnaise sandwich, I'm like— 
I just say not eat. But I would eat it because I thought well, you were hungry. hungry. So now I will not eat mayonnaise because I just years of mayonnaise sandwiches. I'm like, no, nah, that's not a. But then I'll make, make me mad. So then I'd see Willie. I'm already upset because I just ate a mayonnaise well, the, sandwich. So then you would just the biggest, hit me as hard as you could. The but, biggest but I, fight but, I ever saw between y'all was over food. Was over food. How were we y'all then? Well, that's yeah, when man. we were. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I said I thought I could take him. At this point, now, I was 16, convinced. Yeah. I, no, at this point, I'm. About I'm 14. probably 17 or 18. Yeah, no, we were, oh, no, I was, we were, we were I was a girl, man. I, I, I was fixing to get married. So tell what happened. Y'all were cooking. I, and, so I, and I, helped set the st- I was there. I, I watched We've had this argument in. a thousand times. So we have one oven, which yep. is fine. I mean, but uh, I had a pizza in cooking the pizza. which well, take, you put it in, in right, uh, right when, hey, when hey, I was. Hey, you let me tell you. Okay. So I've got a pizza. It takes about 20 minutes for frozen pizza. He's going to make toast. So he's got like 12 pieces of toast. <laughs> On the whole thing. He used and to he do. wants to brawl. And I'm like, bro, wait till the pizza. Then you can brawl your pizza. Now he starts putting it in. He's going to put it on top of my pizza. So we're both at the stuff. We're both. I didn't want to wait 20 minutes right. for the so frozen pizza. I said, give me two minutes on brawl, then we'll do your pizza. So both hands, I'm holding it closed. He's he's trying to open it. And then uh, and then I think I just rared, but I think I, I made. The, you initiated. Yeah, I made the first punch and just punched you. Yeah. You yeah, I punched punch you in the chest. Solo plexus. Right. No, but from the behind. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know it was coming. Yeah. I mean, it just sucker punched me. So then I remember both of us, then you ran, grabbed, yeah, you ran then, put your shoulder, and we went straight into the fridge. The fridge hit the wall, bounced back, and then he grabbed me. He got my head up under his arm, grabbed my sh- my pants, yeah. picked it, me up, we and head the- dropped me Ooh. like DDT. DDT. Oh, yeah. DDT I got me. it from wrestling, watching wrestling. Jake the Snake Roberts me on top of the flower souffle. barrel. Yeah, there was a flower yeah, so barrel. So my head hit the flower barrel. And just exploded flour over the LeBron, entire kitchen. LeBron, the whole then kitchen. I got him by the hair of the head, and I remember I rubbed your face <laughs> no. on the carpet. Yeah, carpet. <laughs> Evidently, no. I, I was not present. You weren't around. No, no, it was a. But that was then I got up and said I'm out of here, and then I took off and yeah, you. Took I off drove there. up the road and sat there for thirty minutes. Willie ran away from home. I remember about what Al four four. Well, five I, still five. Well, I came back because the pizza was still there, so I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, funny pizza. is Don Curly Foster watched the whole thing. And so he left, and I was like, that idiot, you know, and I, because I, I was mad and felt like I had won the fight. And Curly said, well, that's a real fine way for two Christians yep, to act. I never, yeah. And it kind of convicted me, you know, yep. I thought, yeah, I don't have And that was the last fight. That was the Do last Do y'all remember the verse fight. that Granny used to always put if on you? If you don't love your brother, brother whom, whom you have, have seen, seen, how can you love God who you have not well, seen? Well, I later yeah. figured out that he wasn't talking about your actual brother. No, it was right. It was a lot of context, but it worked brother. good for y'all. But I will say this, growing up where we fought a lot, I mean, I wouldn't trade it. It was, you know, and in fact, today, you know, I see kids are a lot softer and, uh, and they're not you know they're not ready now, now you do have to get into a different part when Corey and i started dating we're fixing to get married we're playing basketball christmas day with the family guys girls and her brother we're playing basketball well, i'm backing him down i'm posting him up well, he's shoving me shoving me i just turned around and hit him as hard as i could in the chest with my fist and knocked him on the ground <laughs> 
And I said, hey, quit pushing me when I'm back. Yeah, you know, no, no was, harm, no fight. Yeah, I mean, get yourself up and learn how to play that defense. That sounds like every game we ever played. So, so we go in the house, and then uh, they told Corey's mother, and then she let me know in front of the entire family, we don't hit each other in this family. So then I got in the truck. I left again. I'm out of here. I'm never coming back. You know, uh, Merry Christmas, you know. You may need some counseling. <laughs> Well, no, then I couldn't. Yeah, so I stopped hitting people. <laughs> At that stage, driving well, what's weird is Willie and I fought. I mean, I bet we had a two-year stretch where we fought every day. But then if somebody was down here that was not family, we would always team up. You yeah, know, we would The same up, guy yeah. I'm fighting with every day, you know, within. Cousins or somebody oh, else. Yeah, oh, yeah, anybody man, else. We were, we're partners, you know, and then the next day I'm fighting him to the death. Well, well they would come, well, the kids would come and they'd be like, oh, and we would say, let's have a pillow fight. And they'd be, oh, that'd be fine, you know. Well, Jason and I would take the pillow out of the pillowcase and we would shove in their <laughs> denim blue jeans and shir- hardcore shirts yeah. and wad them up into a ball. So the first time we hit someone with a pillow fight, you would take them off their feet and literally give them a concussion. <laughs> and so the pillow, like, we would always take it up another level just to inflict more pain. Well, Dave, uh, y'all have given new meaning to uh, uh, childhood development and, <laughs> and godliness and loving each other and loving God. They've well, given a whole new, new. Well, most people don't know. So, Dad, you were fully engaged in the duck call, but you were starting a business. So you were either out in the shed or on the road selling duck calls. This is what was happening. What's amazing is n- n- neither of y'all, your three of you sitting here, what's amazing <laughs> is not one of you ever, not once, jumped up in my face and started hollering. <laughs> like, not once. Uh, I mean, Phil, so Phil, I would, we were, we I were frightened of you as children. <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest; I'm a little frightened of you right now. <laughs> I, love how Phil's right. I, mean, I can't Phil. believe y'all were that. How? Where did y'all get that? When we started this off, Happy Birthday, Ecclesiastes <laughs> ten. Let me tell you Phil. something. Like Phil starts <laughs> yelling at the bir- at the birthday celebration, and he's wondering why we're <laughs> punching each other all the time. Yeah. Oh, Phil liked to knock me out one time building duck calls i mean you know just because you weren't you know some of your system of uh <laughs> discipline i mean like let's take the one where you had the rule about tearing up equipment i was always thought to myself why how is this my fault you know i mean so you bought something cheap because we didn't have much money yeah from china and i broke it uh, the and rules, I get a whipping yeah, of, of the, just the ginormous. The were never disrespect your mother. Yep. Good roll. Three licks. Which uh, rarely happened. Uh, and then the, the second one was uh, no fighting, which is why <laughs> I never. Bad rule. Which bad is rule. why I, of, I never saw these scraps y'all are talking about. Because if I'd have been there, well, I'd have shut that down. <laughs> yeah. But the third thing was tearing up perfectly good equipment for no good, rule. for no good reason. Right. But I but, love but this the, now. As no a, good reason. It wouldn't matter because you would see it broken and you'd whip us before you got the reason. Yeah. What I love now is as an adult, I realize nobody tears up equipment more than Phil. Yeah. So oh. if you get Phil equipment, it's going to be torn. He tears it up. Phil has a full-time person to fix the stuff that he breaks <laughs> over I was I was thinking more in terms of a handmade Cypress boat paddle. <laughs> And use that as an instrument to kill a possum and break no, my boat. Pile. I I'm killed like, a snake. I killed a cottonmouth. 
the story that was told was uh did you get a weapon for breaking the yes. boat? Oh, yeah. yeah i mean it's a cotton mouth in the boat i killed him sorry i broke your paddle <laughs> but, i got a weapon for taking I, a chunk and, out of a chopping block that's made to chop <laughs> And I hit it with a cleaver, took a chunk out of it, and I got a win for that. I was like, I thought that was the whole thing. Would you hit it with a cleaver? I was teaching in Jace a lesson. I said, boat paddles are not what you kill snakes with. Pick up a limb or a piece of something, but don't pick up a, a, because a boat paddle, when you're commercial fishing, that's. I know. uh, That was a, that was a. I just. Respectfully disagree. Yeah. Well, you're young, Jake. You just now turned fifty. If you see a snake, your adrenaline is pumping. You you're not thinking. Oh, there's a rule here. You're so we got one fifty-four. You uh, the oldest. Fifty-four. Fifty. Fifty-four. Fifty-four. And Willie, you are how far? Forty-seven. 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 So overall, at this point in y'all's life. You've all ended up with some pretty good jack in the bank. So uh, <laughs> so you're raising your own children now. Yes. So what would your own children say about y'all, like y'all are referring back to me and Miss Kay, your mama? So uh, well, what would your children, if you interviewed them, okay now? Well, they've you? written me. I mean, I've, I've gotten notes from them, and so yep. I do see some encouragement. It is different. It's totally different. Uh, a different world different how we raised a di- we, but we grew up differently financially we grew up differently yeah. so it's the, the experience that we didn't have now we have yeah, you to, got rich kids now we'll we have to live how that do you, out for the people that's got a little that are a little dusty out there in the, in the internet land so how do you raise rich kids properly <laughs> well you because just, it really is a the same it, way you, I mean you point them to Jesus and, yeah. and you let that get uh, stuck on them but it is different and so you're you know and we have we have more kids and we boys and girls. I mean, it's totally different. We, we grew up with a bunch of boys, and it was a different. But we're a lot like you guys did to us. I mean, we're still. I discipline my kids. You guys do as well. We still guide them in the right path. They're yeah. still the spiritual. So all the things are there. I mean, you know, culture changes, but really the heart of it is still the same. I, mean, I think. I think, I think the number one thing that trumps everything. Because I'm I'm thankful that we were poor as kids because it did make me, you know turn into being a great hunter and i mean we were out there i was thinking i want to catch all Pluto's cat because i want to eat it yeah i mean you know it, it, you, you you start studying this stuff oh, yeah. trying to figure it out but one thing i think that transitioned through time is that we saw what y'all did in your house with having people over and sharing jesus yeah. and being hospitable yeah and i think our kids even though you know they're never they're always going to struggle with appreciating the smaller things in life because it they take it for granted. I think what goes on in your house trumps everything. They see you. You know, I mean, if, if Missy and I were, you know, having a knockdown drag out every other day about whatever, or, you know, foul language or, you know, that you see that. But, you know, we're we're doing the same thing. You have people in your home. You're sharing Jesus. You're being hospitable. And, but even though there's been success, um, I will say this. Willie, growing up, <clears throat> was always, he had a project going. Yep. Always, some project. He was burning something. He was building something. He was. He was a big yard man. He was a yard man. So it's funny now watching him at forty-seven. He has several businesses, and yet he's always got a project. You're still that way. 
You know, you're out at Camp Chioka. I'm at Camp Chioka. That's what I'm saying. John Luke's run. He's the manager now, so he has my job. So I'm out there. How many kids did y'all run through that thing, by the way, this summer? A couple thousand. A couple thousand. thousand. We just had our hunting and fishing camp our first year, so we had that out there. But I'm still burning. And we had this conversation the other day. Actually, it started because of Phil. So we're talking about another person that's in my family. I won't name who that is. But I said, well, that dude's not normal. And I said, well, at least feels normal. Now, that's the statement I make. At least feels normal. I meant mentally. Oh, man, you're talk about some backlash. <laughs> and everybody goes, your dad's not normal. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, he's not. I mean, you might not agree, but at least he's normal. So then it started this whole debate on what is normal. And I said, well, I'm normal. Oh, then they're like, well, you ain't normal either. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is your... So I, you're not normal. I'm not. So we were going through what normal, uh, what normal means, and because uh, he said normal, like for what I do, I'm out there every day. I pick up sticks all the time. I'm burning. I got, and my some of my friends thought that wasn't normal, but I said, well, that's what I want to do. But it does bring me back, yep. and it reminds me of being down here working in the yard because I work with Granny. Because Phil was not a yard guy, you know. I don't mow my grass. The frost will get it and all that kind of and trash everywhere, you know. And so it was embarrassing. And so I yeah. wanted to clean it up because Granny taught me that. Right. That was Granny. And I still remember Kay pulled up in the yard and I had a big fire. I mean, as big as my truck. And I was four years old. And Kay chewed me out and was like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm, the fire is under total control. <laughs> so I was out there burning. A four-year-old. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm still burning. I'm still burning. I actually have a place right, well, just right down the hill from here. And uh, Well, boy, we went my, down memory lane on this Well, my deal. friends said I bought it because it reminds me when I was a kid. So, And it does. Right. And, uh, In fact, this little... is, the, I don't remember the last time that all, without Jeff, that would be the fourth one. And uh, but three of you sitting here talking about the old time. This is the first time. But this I think has these special occasions did. That right. was my birthday. You yeah. know, Missy did that. She went through those guys. But I thought about all those guys that was on the video today in the in the birthday tribute. All of those guys, they broke a family legacy that was bad. You know, I just right. noticed that with each one of those yep. guys. That's what they all said. Yeah, and, you know, we're we're talking about Abraham, and we've been going through this, and I thought that story in Joshua popped in my head where he said, you know, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Right. I mean, it's an awesome statement. Yeah. But I think that's really what it's about. I mean, even though it was volatile when we were young, that transition that happened in, in you and Kay's life, I mean, it, it, it changed our legacy, you know. Yeah. And so you pass it on, you look at all the – the people, you know, coming to Jesus over. I work. think the same elements are there, like you <clears> said. Grow up, we have people in our homes all the time. We're still preaching Jesus. To, we have stories. And I think Jace is, that was a cool thing, watching those people, because that's happened. I had a guy stop by at Camp Chilka the other day. I'm out there burning. This guy walks up, uh, dressed real nicely. He said, do you remember me? He was out there when I was out there working at Camp Chilka. He said, you influenced my life. And huh. to what I'm doing, I have two kids now. He said, you baptized me right mm-hmm. there. And I'd totally forgotten. How many years was he talking about there? Probably. 20 years ago, yeah. I mean, 20 years. 20 years ago. And now he's, and he said, you ba-, I totally forgot. I didn't even remember his name, but I totally forgot I baptized him. But I think it's cool when you forget even the good things, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I think it's, you know, when you have a lot of sinful things, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I did that and that. But when the good things come back and people remind you and go, hey, man, mm-hmm. you – 
you were there in my life and we've already even forgot. We're like, I forgot all about that. And so when yeah. you plant those so, seeds, water those seeds. And, and you know, Larry Hooper, every Father's Day sends me a Father's Day, Happy Father's Day. And it's because you were part of that too. When he was at camp, he had a terrible relationship with his family, nothing. And so Willie would, he'd stay after camp, work with Willie out at camp. And then I had some spiritual influence, but he's never forgotten that. So every Father's Day, I'm reminded hmm. someone's like, now he's married, has three children. You know, and at the time he was an aimless kid without anything. So it is interesting. And dad, that was from you and mom. I mean, you guys taught us that and hospitality and, and who we are. So well, evidently I've been mistaken over the last 70 years. And now I've come to understand after talking to three of my grown children, I'm actually not normal after all. I'm like, <laughs> well, great. Not well, they, they convinced, well, there you go. They convinced me that you <laughs> considered an intermission accomplished. Let's go hey, eat my hey, birthday well, meal. I do have something here. I do. Have, I, I brought Jace a present. Oh, I know. oh I'm really? Sure Phil's already really? given you his present, but oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he knocked the wind out of me when he patted me <laughs> on the back. Hey, happy I, birthday! Here's Jace's present. What is this? One? What does it mean? It's a. Uh, Ooh. So you can't, it's if a, you're listening, it's, it's a bundle. It's a bundle. I'm just going to get one. He's going to get one. It's like He's opening it now, envelope. ladies and gentlemen. Small envelope. Look, it looks like The first green. one is a $50 bill. It's a $50 bill. That's Ooh, pretty thick. Open another one. Pretty thick stack. Ooh, that's a lot of 50s. Hmm. Potentially. So we have a $50, so 50 bill. There's a about, $50 there's like bill. There's like 50 in the stack. There's 50 $50 bills. Happy birthday. Good. It ain't Ecclesiastes 10, but it's... Are you it's, serious? 50 times. What is it? That's a lot of buy-ins in poker. Happy birthday. Wow. <laughs> now, wow. It, right, I'm going to say it's, this. It's, it's coming know. together now. I now understand <laughs> I have rich kids. I'm shucking out that kind I'm of dough. I'm going to say this, man. Bunch of rich kids. That's what well, happened. Well, yeah, about Ecclesiastes. I couldn't give you my yeah, present. People may think this happened all the time. I'm shocked. <laughs> so now I will truly say... All is forgiven. All is forgiven. <laughs> We're good. The pizza, everything. We're good. See, we played poker last night, and I thought Whoa. this is gonna be. All, I'm gonna win this amount of money, and so, but that didn't happen. I, that was a more of an investment last night. So, uh, happy birthday! <laughs> if you call the bank and try to get fifty fifties, it's a little more. I will have to admit, that's a Al, lot of money. Al, I've been on the earth seventy three years. I never thought I would see a little birthday present to the tune of twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> I didn't either. From I one brother to the next, I'm Man, like, Whoa. I actually got teary out here. So, so Willie, that'll bring tears to your eyes. He just watched the video, and you give the man 50 50s. He's like, Holy, Humber Clem. All these changes last, but there's, there's 25 so I'd like to thank. I found out. I thought Will slicked us. I, I thought I he slicked us for 100 grand on this house. Come to find out, it went to charity. I said, There's, there's a lesson for me. Now I see him turning loose a 2500 to his with his brother All right, so Willie we'll have, wow so Willie we're gonna have you back next January on my birthday because <laughs> my bad Al I, mean, well, I wanna see what you have for my idea 50 yesterday <laughs> so it, it like came up and um, I mean Will this is kinda shocking I mean you have given me a hundo a couple of times on my birthday but not a 2500 50 50s <laughs> I thought it was going to be at like 150. That's what I thought. I thought it was going to be funny. By the way, I know the the audience will think this is kind of a little bit rude, but I will say when Willie 
he was the CEO because he was taking over the candy business at the junior high. And I said, he's a man. Get get, get him, Kay. I said, he's the one I wanted all to run it. So he goes up there and he tells his mama, he says, listen, before it's over, just tell Phil, my dad, that they call me Phil, not dad. They, I don't know where that came from. He said, tell Phil, before this is over, I'll send him a check for a million dollars if I run this thing. Well, a few a year or two later, Miss Kay come in and said, Remember what Willie told you that he's going to give you a million dollar check? I said, Yeah, I heard that bull. I said, hey, He ain't going to give me no million dollars. She hands me this check and I look down at one million dollars. Of course, I'm looking to make sure it's authentic, you know. I said, that boy there, I knew he ought to be the CEO. I said, I, I tell forgot you. I said that. I was hoping yeah. that would come true. You sure did. I, what I love about that story is Phil says he tells Kay to get Willie. We're in the same. I'm his son. Yeah. Okay. Uh, get Willie. Uh, get that one. That's the one. Somehow get a hold of it. He skipped the rest. We well, gotta end this. Let's eat them. All right, so we got birthday meal coming up. Uh, Willie, you got to come back, and we'll talk about the Bible next time because oh, normally man. that's what we do on the podcast. But we did. A I don't know that I've had more fun than I've had uh, today. Uh, we said that memory lane. I learned a lot. <laughs> so and Jay's got paid. So oh my goodness. So oh. so look, you guys, we want you to. We want to hear some comments from you. Questions? What you got going on? We're going to dedicate a future episode to just finding out what you want us to talk about or, or some questions you have. We talk a lot about the Bible. So do that. Uh, tune in. Let other people know. Unashamed with Phil Robertson. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.